This is IGN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On September 11th, most of the over 4,000 employees at Ubisoft Montreal returned to office in Montreal's Mile End for the first time in three years. But hardly anyone seems happy about it, and many are furious at what they're calling broken promises from Ubisoft leadership. Since Ubisoft Montreal announced that employees would be returning to the office beginning September 11th, the studio's intranet has been lighting up with posts ranging from mild concern to outright anger. IGN has viewed a number of comments on the situation across multiple Ubisoft internal postings, including over 270 comments on the announcement post alone, almost all of which were negative. Many of the comments list numerous issues employees have historically had working from the office before as reasons not to return. Noisy calls in an open office, increased expenses, and a lack of sufficient equipment or accommodations. But the anger also runs deeper than the inherent problems with returning to the office. Amid a wider company culture of layoffs, game cancellations, and abuse allegations, this mandated office return seems to be the final straw for a number of employees who feel that Ubisoft management's indifference to its workers has gone on long enough. Ubisoft's overarching return-to-office plan across all its studios was first kicked off in the summer of 2021, roughly coinciding with widespread availability of the first vaccines against the COVID-19 pandemic. But in Montreal, where Far Cry 6, Roller Champions, For Honor, and multiple Assassin's Creed games were made, employees tell IGN that the company's publicly touted plan simply never happened. Instead, they say they were reassured repeatedly over two years that they could remain 100% remote long-term, with many employees making major life decisions or even accepting job offers assuming they could work from home for the foreseeable future. IGN has viewed a number of documents circulated on the company intranet over the last few years that seem to back up this belief. But now that's changing. Beginning September 11th, 2023, Montreal employees are expected to work a minimum of two days a week out of the office. This requirement is mandatory for all employees, with exemptions only made for employees with explicit needs once all other solutions have been explored. The announcement immediately sparked anger within the studio, with posts on the company's intranet listing numerous issues employees have historically had working from the office before as reasons not to return noisy calls in an open office, transit costs, and a lack of sufficient equipment or accommodations for specific accessibility needs and working styles. One key theme in many comments is a broader lack of trust in the company to provide good working conditions and keep its promises over time. It's been three years since the company was rocked with allegations of a toxic work environment, but some employees have publicly claimed these allegations have yet to be sufficiently addressed. On top of that, the company has now done multiple rounds of layoffs just this year amid wider financial cuts, canceled a number of both announced and unannounced games, and seen multiple others release and underperform. With that much chaos so readily apparent externally, it's unsurprising that a Montreal return to office Reineg is serving as the final straw for many. 
Several employees have gone as far as to speculate that the change was effectively a soft layoff on the part of Ubisoft in an effort to assuage said recent financial woes. By introducing an unpopular policy, they suggested Ubisoft could push employees to quit and reduce headcount without having to pay severance or deal with other potential financial drawbacks of a mass layoff. Multiple commenters pointed out that Ubisoft Montreal has long had agreements with the Quebec and Montreal governments to bring jobs and foot traffic to Montreal in return for significant tax credits that have driven wider industry growth in the province. But the program has historically been a controversial one, and its merits may well be under scrutiny again amid Montreal's wider struggles to rejuvenate its downtown post-pandemic and a broader trend in worker disinterest in return to office. While employees are being encouraged to speak with individual managers for accommodations, Ubisoft's internal documentation has implied that exemptions will only be considered once all other solutions have been explored. Meanwhile, multiple employees IGN spoke to have attested that Ubisoft's system for finding these solutions isn't working well thus far. One said that employees who have been using standing desks or other specific equipment from home are unable to get what they need in office without a fight and 20 doctor's notes. What's more, the accommodation system seems to be bottlenecking quickly due to a flood of requests and not enough people to fulfill them. Another person noted that Ubisoft leaders appear to be delegating responsibility managing employee frustration to middle managers who seem largely powerless to address the anger. While it remains to be seen how the unpopular return to Ubisoft Montreal's office will impact the studio long term, one possible model can be found over at Blizzard. Like Ubisoft, Blizzard has similarly been embroiled in a series of very public upheavals over its work culture, seen a wave of employee collective action, and laid off hundreds over the last few years. And then, like Ubisoft, Blizzard instituted its own similarly unpopular forced return to office earlier this year. So what happened to Blizzard? Well, according to Blizzard developers on social media, the RTO policy resulted in a mass exodus of talent so impactful that at one point, the company was creating crisis maps of what it could and could not ship with the people it had left. Whether or not Ubisoft will follow suit remains to be seen, though a number of employee comments implied or even outright stated that the policy change had sparked them to look for work elsewhere. Recent history, too, indicates that employees are fed up to the point of departure. Thanks for listening to IGN. My name is Tony Jackson, and for the latest Ubisoft updates, visit us at IGN.com. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.